We are just winging it. We are! I'm John Abdullah. I'm Patrick Green, and my mouth is full. Oh, yeah. This is the show that reminds you you're not crazy, your kids are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hashtag crazy children. Actually, we're crazy, too. We are welcome. I mean, if anything, this show probably just proves how crazy we are as parents. I think you're right. But, you know... Thanks for thanks for checking in. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, you know, we did a little uh, live video before we went in here today. So for all of you who watched that, which I think was only my wife. Thank you, Micah. Uh, <laughs> thank you cool. for the support, Micah. Thank you, honey. Uh, you'll be able to see, uh, you know, what the results of that conversation. I kind of like that idea of like, oh, God, I'm burping because I just ate. Ugh, terrible. This is the first episode where, so John always eats before he records because he's like a dainty eater. Like I he's able to down. moderate himself. Yeah. But you don't woof it down. You take your time. <laughs> you like savor it. I'm such a slow eater. I eat it's the, the plate. Most annoying I eat. Thing. I just like shove the whole thing but in my mouth. But this episode, this is what it's all about: food, like our relationships with food. That's true. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good conversation. A really good conversation. Well, part of it for me is that I was paranoid a it was going to go a good, Apparently. nice farty one. Yeah, I was worried it was going to get cold, and I do not like when Indian food, which I'm eating today, uh huh, gets cold. Oh if yeah, it's not, any it's food, right? But especially Indian food, because to me the heat is so integral to the, the I think, experience. I think you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, how's your week, Ben? It's been good. Jude had his first soccer practice. What? Yeah. Uh, it did not go very well. Organized sports already. I know, He's four. Crazy. Yeah, well, so, five. you know, as we mentioned on this podcast a number of times, we're members of the Y mm-hmm. and uh, Big Up YMCA. And uh, there, we got an email a few weeks ago about this youth soccer league for preschoolers. And I was like, oh, that's great because, you know, we play soccer in the yard a lot. And yeah. we have a lot of family members that play. And That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, sent an email about it and the guy was like, oh, you know, I'll get back to you. And then long story short, two weeks of the season already had gone by by the time we actually signed him what up What was he going to get back to you about? Like, there's there some process they have to screen the kids well, first or something? I just didn't something? know, like, how to do I didn't, I was like, how does this happen? I don't know how to sign a kid up for sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it sounded like I mean, you reached like, out to the right person and he was like, oh, I'll get back to you. I did. And then, and then you know, he did like I mean, five it is days later. Lie, and then you know, I took another weird. five days to get back to him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. before you know it, the, the, and I didn't know when the season started, so I wasn't in a huge rush, you know. Yeah. But we kind of talked about it. And I was like, hey, you know, in a few weeks I'll send an email. It's probably a spring thing, you know. But the season had already started. So Jude came into this two weeks behind. So Happened. So so he was really, really excited about it. We got him cleats, uh-huh. actual like nice like Adidas kids cleats, which, you know, they're not expensive, but they're like, you, you know, went, cleats. You went all in right away. Yeah, you didn't even shin give guards. it a trial run first. <laughs> no, we didn't, which maybe would have been a good idea. We got shin guards. Shin we got guards. soccer. It's uh, soccer socks. And uh, the coach is like, okay, so get there at 8.15 in the morning before, you know, it's going to start at 9 o'clock. So that way, you know, he'll have time. I can walk him through some of the basics of the rules. Jesus, 45 minutes? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, this is like four-year-old soccer here. What this are we is talking four, but about? But it's four-year-old soccer in greater Boston where, you know, there's a lot of ambition. You know, All these right. kids are pretty intense. Fair enough. They've been very, starting. Very they started advanced. at like age two, so it, he's already way behind. Yeah, we just actually, it started by just using kids as like polo sticks and like running around and just hitting the ball <laughs> with their heads so they would get the idea of the motion. You yeah, know? yeah. So these kids are, uh, you know, pretty intense. So he's like, so get there at 9.15, you know, and we will, uh, <laughs> and, and or 8.15, and I'll walk him through the basics. We'll get him all ready to go. Yeah. So Jude and I get there early. He's really into it. Did you it. get there at 8.15? He's really, yeah, we got there before that. We got there, wow. like, really early, and he was so pumped, and we're just running around together on the field doing, like, warm-up laps, just the two of us. And I was like, this is going to be so great. And then I noticed the fire trucks. There oh, are, I no. mean, five or six fire trucks there. Sirens wailing. Ambulance is coming. What? And I'm like, what is at happening? The, at the field. 
Yes, well, at the Y, which is attached. Oh, to the field. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and the and I'm like the coach is nowhere. So in my head, I'm thinking he just spontaneously combusted. Like the coach is never going to show up. That's the up. first place he went. Yeah, I, I, would, I would go the same place. I yeah, did, and that's, also that must cancer. be what happened. There's fire trucks there, so the coach so the spontaneously coach combusted. Was abducted by aliens, and yeah, yeah. That's so fair. we don't see the coach for a while. So Jude and I are like practicing together with this invisible imaginary ball on the field, you know. <laughs> and the coach finally comes out and he's like, "Hey, like the fire alarm went off. We don't know what happened, but like." I can't. He's got come ashes out yet. all over him. <laughs> He's covered like yeah. an old, like a cartoon. He's got raggedy clothes that have burned <laughs> yeah, to right. a crisp His sleeves already. are all frayed. Right, right. Um, and I'm he's glad like, he commitment uh, though. He still came out to. He did, coach. in spite of having been blown up. <laughs> and he was like, um, you know, my tractor is blocking. I was, first of all, I was like, why do you have a tractor? But I was, know, yeah, what is tractor? I don't, know, I don't know. He's like, my tractor's blocking the trucks, so like I have to move them. So before you know it, why is this tractor at the Y? It must be a soccer it, tractor. I don't or know. Maybe that's his Did transportation. Maybe that's all he's got. Maybe he drives a tractor. I don't know. He had a mustache, so I wouldn't yeah. put it past him. <laughs> what up, Coach Jeff? <laughs> so anyway, so so the kids start showing up, and mm-hmm. Jude was it was kind of dawning on him because it was the first time he's been in the situation that like it wasn't just him that there were going to be twenty other kids there. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean it was a big class of kids, and, and they've already all, had a couple of weeks, and they're all like you know coming in groups of threes and fours because oh. they're siblings and things. And Jude was like getting very my heart's already breaking nervous about it, and I was like trying so hard to keep him like positive and be like it's okay like they're going to be so excited to see how good you are they can't wait to see you look how cool you are with these cleats on they're going to be like you know like you got the coolest cleats like it doesn't matter they're going to have so many questions for you and of course he was melting down by this point and the uh-huh. coach is still you know moving a fucking tractor I'm like you know can you bump the speed up on this thing <laughs> so the coach is nowhere Patrick, to be tractors found tractors only have one speed <laughs> and that's they got to move slow. very lugubrious yeah. <laughs> That's today's word, by the way. Today's word is... Lugubrious. Lugubrious. So the coach is nowhere to be found. The kids are already, like, starting... Because they already know the drills. And so the kids are doing fucking dribbling exercises. Like, there's coat... There's, like... They're setting up their own cones, these four-year-olds. And Jude is, like, having a complete meltdown. So the coach finally comes out, and Jude's screaming, and he's, like, pulling my pants down. Uh Because, like, you know when kids get, like, really anxious? They, like, kind of grab, and then they just start, like, ripping. They just pull, yeah. And they're very strong. You've got to tighten that belt. (laughs) Once you have kids, these are the things they don't tell you. You've got to tighten it. Otherwise, those pants are coming off in public (laughs) a lot. Yeah, in a soccer practice. Uh So I'm, like, trying to keep my pants on. Jude's screaming and crying. Finally, we gave up. But he was there for 25 minutes. Yeah. And he was able to at least be see the idea of a soccer practice. And we had a long talk afterwards where I was like, you know what? You're not a quitter. You know that. I know that. Yeah. It's okay to feel a little bit overwhelmed. But you have to remember that all the other kids there also feel bashful and that they're all also afraid to talk to you because they don't want to mm. look funny. And and I was bashful, too, because there were all these other parents there, and I didn't want to talk of to them. Of course, right? yeah. That's we a all, natural, that. of course, all of us, yeah. especially when you're going into an established group, right? Because, like, oh, it's so hard. if they were all coming in at the same time, but that, like you said, that's adults, too, you know? Totally, totally. It's a hard thing. So how and was I was, he like, I was, like, avoiding people's eyes, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of <laughs> came around to it, but we were going to try again next Saturday, and we're going to get there early again mm-hmm. and try to, like, make sure he feels comfortable. Yeah, and uh, that sounds like the right approach. You just kind of expose him to it, and then when he's ready... Yeah. Because, like, in those situations, the more you force it, the worse impression that's going to leave on him anyway, right? Right, right. right. I think. Who knows? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, how you been? Who does know? I'm pretty good. You know, the sleep front is a little bit better. Uh, You seem bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. Bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. Your tail's bushy It's quite a Monday. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Luke, he uh, gave up his 2 a.m. music rehearsal. And he did. Yeah, for the most part. So that was good because, I, you know, last episode I was telling you about how he had the stretch where he would just wake up in the middle of the night and just start like babbling and singing and right. and I, you could so tell that it was practicing for being able to talk mm-hmm. and like there was one time Pre-verbal. where 
you know, I was like, you know, I had just putting him down uh, after one of these incidents. You and say then, just putting him down? Yeah, just putting him I down. just putting him down. <laughs> the tractor talk. It's bringing <laughs> yes, out the, the country in me. Lugubrious. Lugubrious. So I go and uh, put him down and then I come back to bed and he starts babbling again. And I swear he said, Dada. And it, so it's like mm. one of those moments. And of course, like, I, I wouldn't even put this one in the book, you know, where you track like when they first say stuff because no, it's right, like it's right. accidental. right? It's also just monosyllables that like get. Yeah. So you together. can't yeah. you can't give him credit for saying Dada. Right. But but anyway, Although it was like, that is a conversation that we had with both kids. Was yeah, like, Did that you count? have to. Was first when word? does it count? No. To, to us, it counted <clears throat> when Jude said book and was pointing to a book that he wanted. We're <laughs> yeah, like, well, okay, book that's a word. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Book. That's but pretty, Mama, Dada. You guys draw a high line there. That's wow. Yeah. You waited until he was like three. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a book, please, Daddy. So, you know, he's totally practicing and he's going to be, he's more verbal now. So that's really exciting. So it's like hard to get mad in those instances, even if it is like three, right. four a.m. You're kind of proud of him. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, I'm happy that now, you know, he's, he's kind of um, relaxed on that front and he's doing it more during the day now. But there was one of those nights where I walked in and do you have a diaper, Jeannie? Uh, we, yeah, we do. Yeah. So I walk in and. The windows were closed. We haven't had any heat on because it got it got warmer outside. So like it's there's not much air circulation. It's been so nice lately. It's so nice, but I we didn't have that. the windows open because it's a little too cool for that. And stink. I walk in and there, there's a stink. The miasma. It was yeah the miasma yeah. exactly. Thank you. Um, I can actually use that word. It's now. lugubrious miasma. I got to tell you, it, it smelled like a McDonald's Happy Meal took a dump in the room <laughs> and it just got like locked in. <laughs> a sentient McDonald's had, Happy Meal. Well, it had that like um, greasiness of a Happy Meal. Oh God, it's so gross. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, maybe Ronald McDonald came in, popped a squat and just took a dump <laughs> in the room. And it was just... <laughs> And it was just sealed in there. Oh, so, God. so I couldn't figure. I mean, I assumed that it was the diaper genie. So it's like those th- things smell horrible. Oh God! They I mean, you open those so things up. Bad. There's probably a, like a, a timeline where you're supposed to throw them away and just start afresh. Well, we did that. We uh, yeah. not to derail your story. This will be very brief. But yeah. we, we threw it out after Jude. I, well, I don't. I don't know <laughs> if we threw it out. Like or two we, days. Was, we did something with it after Jude. So we don't have that one anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the nice top of the line, like the elite. actual diaper uh-huh. Yeah, the elite, yep. which was like a gift, you know. Yeah, of course. And we used that thing, and it was just so toxic. By the end, we're like, you know what? <laughs> if we have another kid someday, we're gonna start fresh. So for they Henry, can do research on the bacteria in there now, like yeah, it would it's actually. Been, it's been in labs now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the cure to cancer or something is in a freaking diaper gene. What are they building in there? Exactly. So we got this like budget model for uh-huh. Henry because we're like you know oh, we, we, we're like we're pros now. We're Second like quicker kid, diaper yeah. changes. Yeah. This thing is the worst, <laughs> and I can't remember what it's called. But Micah and I we always have this conversation. We're like because you know what you have to actually physically open the handle on it. Oh, it doesn't have the it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have the, the nice pedal? little rotating thing or the pedal. No, oh. this is like you have to like click it, and it need, you need two hands. No, there's like a little detent that. Why it gets would they stuck make on. such a thing? I know. So I have to turn around. But so he's precariously placed on the changing uh-huh. table, wailing and free, freaking out. Yeah. Of course, and you have to use two hands. Turn around and bend over and open it with and two hands. And you have hands. to twist it, actually. It's like a sewer grate. You know, yeah, you've got a right. special tool to take it <laughs> off. You've got a truck has to come over. <laughs> it's the worst. And then they really want to keep it sealed. And you open it up and it smells like the death of the universe yeah, in there. Yeah. And then, it and will. then the worst part of this whole fucking thing is you have to manually push the diaper through oh, the little porthole. So, like, you know, on a diaper genie, oh, that kind of happens automatically. Yeah, right? that's supposed to. You it doesn't to push actually. It. Well, it's because always jammed. Yeah. This thing, you have to push it through. So, you're pushing a poopy, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> and you do it. It's going to sound great on the episode. <laughs> and you do it physically. So, you're like pushing oh this poopy diaper while your kid's falling to death. 
and it smells horrible. I'm like, this is the worst. And you've worst. got two hands in a diaper, whatever it's called. I'm shoving my what I'm, is the I'm budget version of diaper? I'm thing. trying to think of like the budget genie. You know, it's like diaper, diaper asshole. I don't know. It's like that fortune teller in the arcade. You know, <laughs> like that's it's that whatever that's called. Yeah, right, it's like right, the diaper, the, the yeah. diaper Africa. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, diaper, uh, diaper lantern, diaper genie. arcade genie. Yeah. No fortune teller. All right, For, anyway, diaper fortune teller. That's good. So I'm so I'm trying to figure it out, and it's like this calculation you make where it's like, all right, it's three a.m. Mm-hmm. I could let this ride, you know, just deal with this in the morning. Or is there a possibility that it smells so bad in here that he's actually staying awake because of the <laughs> smell? I had the same thought. Right? Because so I could like, not handle that. Oh, it was so bad. And do you do, do you put air freshener and in so, there too? Yeah, yeah. We've got like the, one of those little- blade um, freshens things? Yeah. It's like a yeah. baking soda one, whatever. Does, does nothing. Doesn't do anything. Does nothing. Anything whatsoever. It's great for it just makes minutes. it harder to close. <laughs> right, That's all right, it does. Right. It does nothing. Yeah. So, I'm, so I decide, all right, you know what? Maybe if this is keeping him up. I'm going to take the diaper genie out of the room and I'm going to change it or do whatever I need to do. And Burn. so I, I do that, right? You know, I get yeah. the hazmat suit on. Right. I pick so up the gross. thing. I remove it from the scene. <clears throat> and I open it up uh, to try to change it out. And I open it, and I can see that the bag oh, no. had never been sealed oh, on the bottom. No! So every time you change it, you're supposed to seal the bottom so that the diapers go into a That's bag. integral to the but function integral. of it. integral. Yeah. So instead, they were all just going right oh, into the plastic. God. Oh, my God. You can imagine this, okay? This oh, is 3 a.m. No. in the morning. Oh, that's so bad. And so then I have to decide what the fuck to do with this diaper genie that is, like, exploding with diapers. You know, the <laughs> last... God. Somehow we didn't notice over the last, like, two weeks or whatever the hell we last You're changed it. You're just like, it. why do we not have to change the yeah. diaper genie yet? Like, and so so the reality <laughs> is, you know, we can complain as much as we want about the diaper genie, but it's really, you know, the parents have, like, no brain cells left to really, you know, tie the goddamn oh, it's a, it's thing. Ama- at the end of the day, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, right. it is an amazing Except thing. Except for the shitty generic one that human we human error. Right. Uh, we, neither Bethany or I tied the thing, whoever did it. I'm not going to point the blame. Could have been me. This probably I don't you. know. I probably. think it was you. You think it was me? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm getting that sense. Uh, I'm a, I installed a camera, so next time we'll find out. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I had to just take the whole thing out and like throw it into the garage. And yeah, it was it was quite a scene. Did he go back to bed after that? Uh, no. <clears throat> it took him a lot. It took him like another hour. Right, because by that point, so it wasn't he, was, the smell. he was awake. Yeah. yeah. If you're ever in that moment now where you think, oh, is it the smell that's keeping them up? It's not. It no. never is. They don't give a shit. They're, they're, they could be in their shit all day. They don't know. They, like, they eat dirt. <laughs> like, they eat, like, Henry will be like, like, like he'll, like, get a pretzel, he loves pretzel rods. I, yeah. I think pretzel rods are a pretty universal thing with little kids. Like, oh, they're, yeah, definitely. Because they're, 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 like, the saltiness very tactile and, to eat. And, and they're in good shape, yep. Yeah, and they're, like, very easy to crunch on. Mm-hmm. Um but he like he'll be like just kind of like sucking on one for like what feels like three hours. Like he'll just be kind of just like mushing his way through it. You <laughs> yeah, know? until just because he's like doing something else and it's just sort of carrying it around like a lollipop. And then it'll fall on the floor <laughs> and get covered because of course, like we've talked about on this podcast. Yeah, for some reason, apparently the floor is only hair. Like <laughs> you can't see yes. it, and then it's like anything drops and it's just right. full of hair. And Play-Doh, forget it. And, if, yeah, if it drops on the floor, it. you just throw it away. It's just this most disgusting thing. Yeah. And these pretzel rods, you know, they'll come up and they'll just be hair pops. Uh, and he like doesn't care. He's like, all right, it's crunchier. Yeah, it's crunchier. Kids don't care. Just one well, I guess that's a good segue into our next segment. Food. Into yeah. food. So, I thought this could be a good one to talk about because like there's a few fronts here going on and you know we try to do this thing where when we talk about topics on this show which we we really we choose a board of topics and then we come at it and don't really have much planned so we never know where it's going. Uh, thankfully, you're, you're as, still as you listening. Can, yeah, I mean, you probably can tell this. <laughs> it, it, it's not like we're coming in to be like chapter four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we know where it's going to go. Um, I thought this one could be interesting for a couple of reasons. 
because it does have this intersection of uh, thinking about how we introduce our kids to food and also the meaning that it has in our own lives, right? Because mm. through all the topics that we've talked about here, it's like how we define uh, meaningful lives for us and for our kids because mm. it's so interrelated. And for me, <clears throat> I would say I'm someone who uh, I feel like you, you're, there's two types of people. There's people who live to eat and there's people who eat to live. Um, and I'd it's say pretty I, broad characterization. I'm, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's two types of people. Well, I mean, th- there are people out there who, you know, it's so. I'm not making a judgment on this. I mean, I sort of am, right? <laughs> I, I I certainly live to eat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for me, I plan around it. I get so much enjoyment out of eating. Which you never. Um, you're so svelte. You would never know that so you love svelte. eating so much. I've never been called yeah. svelte before. Thank How you. How have you never been called svelte? Never happened. Wow. So this today. Well, you're shockingly svelte for somebody who loves to eat as much as you apparently do. And well, you do, you do, I watch you, you know, I watch you I eat. I watch you eat, yeah. No, but I mean, I see you eating, and you do eat, you know, normal amounts of food. Oh, with, I thought you were going to say alacrity. enormous amounts of food. <laughs> no, but you're an yeah. eater, yeah. yeah oh, right. yeah. Well, how would you describe yourself? Is that on a fair characterization as that a, people either fit into well, one no, of those two I, categories? I don't, I don't see, I don't think I fit into either of those. I, I, I care about food. Yeah. You know, I have yeah, interests yeah. in it, but I'm not... Um, I'm not like obsessed, deeply passionate about it. It's yeah. something that I care about, mm-hmm. but it, I wouldn't I, like you know like when I'm when we have dinner like it's usually something that is you know somewhat exciting, especially if Micah's making it. If it's something I'm making, it's you know it's it's just, not exciting. It's just hairy pretzel rods, basically <laughs> um, fried. But but we do. Well, I, I you know okay fine. I guess in some ways I would say that I'm in the former category because we do seek out more interesting food experiences for our kids a lot. Yeah. And we tend to have non-traditional dinners. Like we try to incorporate interesting things into them. Totally. And uh, and I also yeah I have a number of cookbooks and I've, I've gone through phases in my oh, life. Oh, you have a number of cookbooks. I have a number of. Fancy. I, well, I, have, I have modern cuisine at home, which uh-huh. is a very cool book. Um, and that's something that you know I, I can talk about later. But I, I've had phases in my life. Yeah. Where I've been deeply when, passionate. when I say this, I, I can see what you're saying. When I say this, you know, live to eat thing. Um, I don't mean, I mean, I'm not a chef. I don't, you know, I, I don't do much fancy stuff with food necessarily. It's just that, like, I think about what we do when we're on vacation, for example, because mm-hmm. it's a time where you have so much time to just, like, do whatever you want. And so much of it is, like, for me, it, it's exciting to try, you know, new restaurants. Oh, totally. Plan your day around some of the food that you'll do across the, the trip, right? It's like the first thing we do when we travel places. Yeah. Is we, look, we look at restaurants. It's yeah. a lot of fun. So... I, I thought it could be an interesting one to talk about through that, but also uh, it's on my mind a lot right now because Luke is now almost seven months, crazy. And so at six months, we just started introducing solid food, and I thought that was an interesting moment in a kid's life. It's another one of these moments where, of course, you get so much power over like what they get introduced to. So as you just said, you know, even just having uh, deliberately making that a diverse uh, array of food Makes a big difference, right? Because, oh, like, yeah. obviously, you know, you're setting up whatever their relationship with food will be in the future. I right, think. Right. It's funny. I I am already completely forgetting the whole solid food transition phases. Yeah. For both. I mean, even for Henry, which wasn't that long ago, like it was a year oh, ago. Oh, but all that stuff just goes away. <laughs> I just can't even. It's, I, I mean, it's in your brain as long as you need it. I'm finding that with the second kid now, or it's yeah. like you have to re you have to reassess all this stuff. What kind of things are you guys giving him? Well, first off, the the thing we do that uh, it took me a little while to get onto, but Bethany really did a lot of research into this, and I've since come around for it. Um, it's called baby led weaning. Have you heard of this? <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing. It just sounds so weird. Baby led weaning. Baby led weaning. 
It sounds like an album title, like an album title. Like yeah, what, tell it? me in your brain now. In my brain, so how would you I'm, imagine I'm assuming, that? Yeah, what is that? You give you give the baby the opportunity to, to do small samplings of a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and then when they seem more comfortable or more into something, you kind of go in that direction. <laughs> I'm just imagining a true? chef with like a plate of diverse <laughs> foods from different Young countries. Sir. Yeah. What would you like? Yeah, yeah. the empanadas. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, well, is, sort am I of, right? The the gist of it is that you rather than just like going right for the um, purees the and the things that things, are yeah, easy the for them. Well, it's not necessarily the about what kinds of things. Those are still within baby led weaning. It's the how. So mm. you actually give them whole, like like you'd give them maybe not a whole banana because <laughs> it's like a little ridiculous <laughs> right. for a baby to hold. But like you'd give them, you know, a piece, a whole piece of a banana, and they would just like bite on it. Wow. So you you skip the puree thing, and this is if you do it Why? in a strict sense. I mean, you don't, you know, this. But like for example, you give you give Luke a strawberry. Yeah, that's just a, I thing. just did this morning. Yeah. In fact, I'll prove it to you. See this spot on my shirt right here? I mean, I've got to put my glasses back on. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I only just noticed this after I got in. There's a, there's a pink <laughs> spot on my shirt from uh, picking him up after, because this is one of the downsides you could say of baby led weaning. But anyway, the mess. Y- yeah, exactly. Well, the, the mess. mess is the mess, no matter what. Uh, th- you do. That's the thing. So you just give him instead of mushing it up, I get I cut it in half so he could at least hold on to it. Okay. And the idea is that there's a few reasons for it, um, but it introduces them to like the solid foods in a way that's like you know it's actually solid so mm-hmm. so they actually hold it and they experience what will eventually be like how they eat stuff so they have mm. to chew obviously he doesn't have teeth yet so he just well, kind of like that's what I'm wondering about yeah, <laughs> that's sort of right? the point right and so, of right, so my first thing was like uh, that sounds uh, like a horrible idea they're gonna choke and die right right because like you just give them solid food but the really cool thing is that they just kind of munch it and they have an amazing gag reflex. Mm. So if they do, you know, happen to like get something stuck or whatever, um, <laughs> it's it is scary at first, but they'll actually just just throw it. They are real they're really good at getting it out. at ejecting things. Yeah, and the studies around this actually show that the choking is no if there's no more danger of choking this way than there is on purees wow, and stuff. Wow, really? Yeah, and so the reason you do it is cuz it gets them more exposed to like how they'll actually eat stuff and they do it at their own pace. So mm. rather than like spoon feeding them something, they just take stuff and they just like at their own pace will munch on it. But they actually get nutrients? Like yeah. They actually do, really? They totally do. And I mean, you know, it, they're still in the age now at six months, seven months where they're not getting a whole lot of- Well, primarily he's breastfeeding and yeah, exactly. getting milk. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so over time, they get better and better at it. And even over these last few weeks, it's been amazing to watch now with Luke. Um, and we don't do it all the time because, like, purees, obviously, you know, it's easier thing to just whip okay, up. Okay, well, and I was going to say, because we did that, yeah, you know, yeah. quite a bit, but it, but it wasn't the staple for us. Like, that wasn't the main way right. that he was getting supplemental food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was mostly purees. But then, but we'd also give him blueberries to gnaw on, things like that. Totally. Um, and uh, so, I, I guess, in a, in a way, yeah, we, we kind of had I mean, experimented with that a little bit. I think there's always a spectrum of this, and a lot of people probably just do it with various things. But, I mean, a uh, lot of people just, you know, use cloth diapers. I mean, people, yeah. <laughs> people, there's <laughs> Extremists, no I can't what. even imagine the cloth diapers. Oh, God, I know. We talked about that sometimes. Yeah. So uh, the really neat thing, though, from a parent's perspective is that whatever you're eating, there's, you know, ideally there's yes. elements of it that you can just give them. Right. They don't so, have their own specialized Exactly. So you diet. don't have to necessarily right. build out their whole separate diet, and you don't have to sit there and feed them while you're eating. Right. And so, like, they can sit there and enjoy the meal with you and just be gnawing on a vegetable that you have in your meal. <laughs> Um, I, ideally, assuming you have vegetables in your meal. Well, I was going to say, like, certainly the, the this vegetables, has gotten us into a better habit. <laughs> the, the, the vegetables thing is a huge, 
a huge issue for me. I'm, I want to talk about that in one second, but before yeah. I do, something you mentioned that brought up a funny memory from this weekend. So we went to Dave and Buster's this weekend, which, uh-huh. is, which is a lot of fun for the kids because it's just wild and crazy, and we can go there and blow 20 bucks and have a good time. And yeah, it's fun. of course. And they have, have you been to Dave and Buster's in the yeah, last yeah. five this years? Yeah, yeah, this is the arcade place, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, a generic yeah. kind of big commercial arcade. I was kind of disappointed. I only just went there for the first time in my life, like maybe a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fine. It's, I mean, it's fine. It, that's, that's exactly that's what all I would it say. Is. It's yeah. totally fine. I thought it was going to be a little on bit more. On a rainy more. Saturday morning, you know, if you wanted to do something totally. with the kids, it's, you go there and play around yeah. and have a good time. Sponsored by Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where the fun happens. <laughs> I mean, there's other arcades, which we'll talk about more in oh, the future yeah. that you know I'm obsessed oh, with. Yeah, but Dave and Buster's, it's a nice way to go and like have a little bit it's of fun. It's fine. And uh, so anyway, so they have these amazing drinks for kids. Have mm-hmm. you seen these? No. They have like this like, you know, because there's a restaurant in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things, they have this like kids drink menu that's all like glow in the dark, like crazy, you know, fun <laughs> with like floating characters. Yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous, horrible drinks, you know. Right. They're God just like sugar and them. ice, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a treat, it's fine, you know. Of course. But the, but the, the idea is that like if Jude, because Jude loves this one that has, it's um it's a purple snow cone mm. that has gummy worms on it. Ugh. And I totally get it. Like, it's super fucking Why wouldn't cool. you love it's that? It's a cool, yeah, it's yeah. super cool. But the idea is that he has to share it with Henry because, like, you know, it's it. I don't want his teeth to fall out, and also because it's like five dollars. And I'm sorry, we're gonna get, we're gonna get some mileage out of yeah, this, this exactly. gummy worm thing. So anyway, so so we get the gummy worm thing, and and Micah's like, well, you know, Henry can't have the gummy worms, and I was like, well, idiot, maybe he can. And she's like, why? And I'm like, and my Thank actual God first thought, my Thank actual God. first thought was, well, it's probably easy to get out if he chokes on it. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it's like it's a slippery thing with an end on it, you know. Yeah. And, and like, it, of all the things he could potentially and choke on, it's got on, like some shape to it, so you could probably hook your finger around that. And, right. You yeah. can pull it out, and also it's not like it's not like a hard ball that will like it's like it's a gummy thing that will dissolve. I would think so, that'd be worse though, because it's a gummy thing that's like so artificial that I don't. Would it dissolve easily? Like I don't. Know. I don't well, long story short, we, don't we, we didn't just give one. him a gummy worm. I mean, you know, we, we cut it up. Yeah. But, but I had this funny thought, uh, and I, I don't think I don't think I would have done that. But in in my head, in the moment, I was like, of all the things in terms of shape, yeah. that he could potentially choke on, something like that would be kind of best case scenario. <laughs> because kids, like you said, are actually really good at getting it's amazing. rid of things that they're the first a hard time, time though with. that we gave Grace a banana with this technique, the baby lid weaning thing. Yeah. She took a bite out of it. We have this on uh, on film. We recorded it. Because <laughs> it was took her a bite first out thing. of it. Yeah. Yep. It was her first thing. It wasn't her first very first food, but it was like within the first week and it was the first time she had a banana. Right. And so she takes a bite out of it and starts to munch it. It's exciting We're recording. <laughs> and then she just barfs up everything. Oh! So that was our first introduction to it. So if I'm not selling it to you now, <laughs> baby lead weaning. No, but honestly, Where the fun happens. It's been, and I don't know how much of it to attribute to this method, and how much is just like Grace's personality. But she has been such a great eater. You know, mm. she's almost three now, and she just like I hear at daycare all the time. Like she'll eat everything that my daycare provider actually cooks. All these amazing meals. And uh, and Grace will actually eat stuff. So so this going back to what I was just saying. So yeah. she eats vegetables, mm-hmm. and she enjoys them. Well, does not here's, have to be coaxed here's into the thing, it. and I, I'm sure this applies for all kids. It's about what options you put on there. So if I put, you know, some vegetables and some bread and um, some meat, she would probably do all the bread and then start eating the meat, and then the vegetables would be okay. last. Okay. Um, it all depends on how it's prepared and all of that too. And certainly, there's some vegetables she doesn't like. But like, if I um, just put out, you know. Some vegetables as like a appetizer or something. Not that we have multi-course meals. <laughs> <laughs> For starters, the empanadas, yeah, exactly. Young sir. Um, so she'll, but it's all about what combination of things you know we put on there. And so uh, it's been harder as she gets older for sure. 
That's been, what I've noticed because uh, yeah, June. I know I'm so worried about this vegetables. Too. Mm-hmm. And we would get he would just sit there and eat freaking broccoli and yeah, carrots yeah, yeah, and these yeah. great like real vegetables. And then um, now it's like it's uh, this it just gets harder, struggle. right? It I does, see it with my. It nephews. gets harder, and the poop gets harder as well, which uh, is problematic. <laughs> but yeah. Because uh, it's really difficult to, for some reason, keep kids interested in in vegetables without being gimmicky about well, it. You know, and that's the thing. It's like the the food that we're eating so much now. It's obviously been designed to you know make us want it more and more. And right, really, what I'm getting at is sugar, especially. I mean, mm-hmm. they, that's loaded in everything. And it's natural for us, of course, to want it. So you can't expect like that they wouldn't want those things. Right. Um, but it's it is an addiction. Like we're all you know. I'm certainly. Addicted to it. Oh my still. god! Yeah. Um, have you ever have you ever weaned yourself off sugar before? Yeah. So yeah. What, what we've tried to do, Bethany and I, is like just sort of cut it out in places that you know we didn't really need it. Like I don't have it in my coffee anymore, mm-hmm. um, and I've tried to sort of cut it down. Like, we don't really eat cereal much anymore. We do like yogurt. The cereal and is so granola. bad. Well, and that's the thing. So much of the stuff that's marketed towards kids, especially, is so loaded in sugar, it's and it crazy. just drives me nuts. It's crazy. Like the yogurt, you know, the kid version of a yogurt mm-hmm. is just like a ton of sugar. Yep. So that kind of thing is wicked annoying, but um, it is hard. And so we haven't done it full throttle. And the, the where other we thing with sugar out, too but... is that like it gets labeled as like you know maltose or dextrose or suboxrose mm-hmm. or all these. There's like like oh, there's, yeah, uh, there's like twenty three different that, yeah, code names yeah, for sugar. Yeah. So sometimes you think you're getting something that doesn't have sugar in it, and then there'll be something like mal- maltodextrose yeah, is like yeah, the eighth exactly. ingredient. And you're like ah. And you don't even know. And that's if you know what that is. You know, most yeah. people wouldn't even know. So right. it's tough. But I mean, our general approach, like we don't take a hard line on anything. We try not to with food. Um, but it's more, you know, the moderation thing. And like uh, Michael Poland, you know, his. Mm-hmm. yeah, of course, most people any somewhat interested in food would know yeah. him. Um, and there's some great stuff on Netflix that he's done. Cooked is a really great documentary yes. series. And he does. He did a PBS one. It doesn't have the same like production value of Cooked, but it's more educational. And uh, you know, he puts forward like his uh, theory around good eating. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's moderation. It's eating a lot more vegetables than we probably currently do, and less meat. And uh, you know, like shopping around the perimeter of the grocery store. That's the that's the key people um, bring up a lot. Yeah, right? it makes a lot of sense because right. like you want to eat fresh, real stuff, right. that, and that's the thing. Real, you want to eat things that are being maintained at a given climate because it means that they're like perishable, which means that they're natural. Exactly, right. exactly. So we try to like take a fairly you know moderate approach there. But the sugar one is the one that I definitely look out for the most, more than like carbs or any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I just try to make sure that uh, we're not overdoing it on the sugar front. But. Well, especially with kids, because like you said, sugar is just in so many different things that you would never even. I mean, like a big wake up call for us was juice. Like yeah. I remember one of the yes, first times juice we actually is another one. Like because you get it's like one hundred percent natural apple yeah. juice, yeah. and it has like so much sugar in it. It's insane, and like it has like thirty eight grams of carbohydrates per serving or something. Right, and I'm like, right. what? <laughs> It's crazy because it's juice. How is it even you know? possible? Yeah, like like how does it? How do they fit that much bad stuff? Well, one into of the it, tricks yeah. that I did is, I mean, uh, I you convert um, the grams to teaspoons because otherwise, like, who the hell knows what a gram is of mm-hmm. anything? And so it's like four grams is a, is a teaspoon of sugar. So then you start to look at stuff. And I don't mm. even understand how the volume of sugar can fit yeah, in like the thing. Yeah, like how it's still a liquid. It's insane. Right. Oh, this is, I guess, corn syrup. There's another one. Well, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's, exactly. That's how they fit it in. Yeah. That's crazy. So I don't know what to do about this thing where as they get older, you know, they're obviously more exposed to more kids and, like, uh, society is just, like, pushing us, pushing people generally towards the food that is more processed and... Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how but, you fight but it's, that. It's, but it's also it's not even like just like you know processed food. It's also food that like it, it's like fruits and vegetables that aren't organic. They're mm-hmm. also processed to death. You know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these things that we don't even realize have been have been you know worked on uh, are actually like really not a natural oh, food. Oh, I know. That's and then the you whole get other these like these like sure. you know human growth hormone strawberries that are yeah. like so succulent and over sweet. <laughs> yeah, they're ridiculous. The, the size of our think, head. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. what kind of fruit? That's is That's why that? I have to cut it up for Luke. I mean, yeah, otherwise, right, it's three hands. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you, and then you and then you get an actual like a natural strawberry from the garden or something, mm-hmm. and it's like this little puny little beautiful yeah. thing, and the kids like are aren't interested. It in tastes it. amazing though. It does taste amazing, but it tastes amazing having grown up with a different set of taste buds than a lot of yeah. kids today do. Yeah, and we put a ton of effort, and especially you know Micah um, is really conscious of this too because she's. Uh, very health aware and, mm-hmm. and we put a lot of effort into trying to make sure that our kids are getting pretty balanced diets and it is really really genuinely hard to do that oh, at it's this point so difficult and so, i mean henry eats Henry will eat a fucking screwdriver if you give it to him. Like he's fine. Like <laughs> he goes through these phases where he you might want to lay back something. on the screwdrivers. But, <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. He's a robot, so it doesn't matter. Um, but Jude is like he's always been a little bit finicky, and he's now it's like he's very very specific on things. Like like if um, if it doesn't have the right consistency, he's like completely not interested in yeah. it. Like he still loves certain things, like carrots, for example, mm-hmm. but if they're cooked or like steamed in any way, he's like completely revolted by them. Yeah, same with Grace. And actually me. I'll say that about oh God, carrots. I love soft carrots. Oh, no, you're you're soft. Oh, my God, something. I love soft carrots. <laughs> I'm hard as nails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I uh, I love soft. Yeah, I love, a lot like, of people like do. Steamed. I don't know. You, what, what about peas? Maybe this like is why peas? I have like a negative eight prescription glasses and I'm blind <laughs> right. you have, you have, to well, eat my carrots. Yeah. I had to put my glasses on to see your shirt. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you uh, like steamed peas versus like- Oh, peas. Well, steamed peas, yeah, as opposed to like canned. I don't know. It's so funny because growing up, I always had like canned vegetables. Yeah, right. right and they right. taste so much worse. They taste so bad. So bad. It's like, oh, this is why they like survived in World War One. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Right. Like, they had no alternative. So it is better, the steamed ones, but peas and carrots are two of the things that I'm not a huge fan of yeah, myself. Yeah. Well, anyway, so so part of with Jude, uh, the journey with him has been trying to find foods that excite him that still get the nutrients that he needs right. that are not like That's cheap, the challenge, yeah. garbage things. And so for us, we got him into Indian food very young yeah. because that's our favorite cuisine and th- that's like we make it at home. Mm-hmm. We go out and get it. We go to Indian grocery stores together. Jude knows like all the these like, you know, kind of like niche in like like he knows where like the garam masala is kept and that's stuff. That's amazing. And and that to him has been a staple of his diet since he was pretty young. And so and Indian food by and large is really healthy. Like oh, a yeah. lot of it is a lot very of vegetables, vegetarian. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so he gets a lot of vegetables that way. But the reality is, is that we can't do freaking, you know, beans every night. Like, you know, he needs to yeah. vary it up a little bit. Right. And as soon as we go out of his comfort zone, and it's funny because his comfort zone is like not traditional American foods that you find in the grocery store yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. time. So he like, is like really like he hates like grilled cheese. More Indian he doesn't like those. <laughs> I know. He's got to start like wearing saris every yeah, day. Yeah, right. But he doesn't like a lot of the sort of the traditional things that you get if you go out to eat. And there's a kid's menu. You yeah. Know? Yeah, chicken fingers, hot dogs. Yeah, he pizza, like the, he does not macaroni like, cheese. Right, pizza. Like those are the pizza things. Pizza to me is the thing where I'm like, why am I begging him to eat pizza? I know, pizza? I don't understand it. I've seen this. Yeah, definitely. It's pizza night. It's like we're getting a movie. We've got a pizza out. This is amazing. Henry's how more perfect three could of them. It be? Yeah, and and Jude's like, mm, there's too much sauce <laughs> on it. <laughs> like Jude. And then the other it thing can to be me really frustrating with the food kids thing. and food. It is so frustrating because it takes. So long. Uh, I mean, it's like, like we've talked about before on the show, like, you know, we get home from work, you know, at six or so. Yeah. Start eating right after that because we know it's going to take most of the rest of the night. Yeah. 
and, and you just, just like, like labored over it if you cooked it. Yeah. Yeah. And we just like, I'm begging him to just finish because we set these rules in place. We're like, you know, we're not going to stop until you finish at least, you know, this many more bites of this thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then he like negotiates. He's like, well, what if I take like small bites? You know, does it count? I'm like, no, you have to take actual human sized bites, <laughs> you know. And then before you know it, it's like freaking eight o'clock and it's, it's almost bedtime. So and we're still sitting there and he's just like moving these cold carrots around. The thing that we tried with Grace, and I honestly don't know how this is going to play out because, you know, she is younger and it's been, I can see the trend towards, you know, she's generally still good, but I can see how she's, it's like a slippery slope thing. Um, And what we've done is just like, we allow her to not eat stuff. And we just so you, say you, you do, and we then just she say, doesn't get a snack. We just say, yeah, oh, she won't get a snack, yeah. and she won't get any other food, and that's the part that's really right. hard because, like, you don't want your kid to go to bed hungry, right? You know. But Jude's totally cool with that. Yeah, because we've tried that, and he's like, okay, like, I know, I don't want to eat and anything. I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep this up, and yeah. I also don't know if if you do that enough, like, will they eventually put it together and just like start eating? I I don't know. And also, it's like it comes back to this thing we've talked about where every kid's different. (laughs) Exactly. So so with Grace, the way we've done it is like she just knows that's the option Uh and she doesn't have to eat it all. How often does that actually happen, do you think? That she doesn't eat it all? That she goes to bed with like a hungry stomach. Um, Well, I mean, she doesn't ever say she's still hungry, really, but I would say... At least one night a week. Okay. So, she probably so. doesn't actually, yeah. And and here's the thing that has helped me a lot as a parent, because I, that is a hard thing to do. Um, when we talked to our uh, pediatrician about food and just like how to think about it, she said, think of it more in terms of what they're eating in a week. Rather mm-hmm. than thinking about day to day, thinking about it as a week. And actually, the other That's thing helpful. she told us that about was, um, uh, what was it? I forget exactly. It was something else related to parenting and how, you know, with kids' health. And if you think about it over a week time frame, <laughs> changing diapers. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Once a week, just yeah. one big diaper. Well, change. actually, the probably that's true though. Of like, you know, how many times they poop and stuff. Like, if you're worried about them not right. pooping well, in right. a day, well, because sometimes they go they, when they're really young, they can go for days. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we were saying, Luke did that, right? He, oh, he totally. Like he would go for mo- month and multiple and days no and then just, you know, explode. Um, and now he's a little bit more regular, but man, you got to watch out some of those poops. Yeah, the A-bombs. You know. Yeah, exactly. So thinking about it over the course of a week has been, you know, helpful. And also a lot of times, like, she eats a ton at daycare. So by the time she gets home for dinner, I think she's just not that hungry. Yeah. Um. So, I again, I don't know where this is going to go and if we're going to be able to keep up with that. But generally, we try to just say, like, try everything. You know, mm-hmm. we do make her at least try everything. And, and um, as do we, too. And, yeah. and, and if it's something I know Jude's not going to be into, if he, if he at least gives it a shot yeah. and doesn't immediately spit it out, like if he takes a small bite of it, I'm like, okay, you know what? I exactly, because yeah. you can't force that. You know no, what I you, mean? You like, want them to hate eating. Exactly. You want them to be you know, afraid of it. And that's the thing about the healthy relationships with food. It's like I try to also think of it in the long game of what their relationship will be with food and we're starting to develop that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting having another one now to compare to because uh, with so much of parenting, it's like you you think everything works the way it does with one kid and then it's like another It's like a whole new adventure. Yeah. I, I mean, so many of our friends, uh, and I, I don't know if there is a gender disparity here, but for some reason, a lot of our friends with daughters have had a very, very different experiences with mm. when they're very young with eating. So yeah. it, it, I guess Grace hasn't had this issue, but yeah, um, we have like a number of friends who have had like eating coaches for their kids. Really? Yeah. Cause like they're just, they just not eat? eating yeah, wow. and going completely hungry. And um, I can't tell if that's one of those things where we just think it's a trend, you know, like so much in life we're like, Oh, kids today, you know? Right. But it does feel to me like I, I know a lot of kids who are in this boat who just like won't eat. Yeah, even fun stuff, and I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, 
It, it might probably has something to do with sugar. It really probably does. Well, the fact yeah. that our, our diets are so screwed up by this constant reward mechanism. I think we're going to find in like, I don't know how long it'll take, but I do think there's going to be a big crackdown on this. I mean, maybe this is a little far to say, but like it's it's a health hazard in the way that like cigarettes are. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the amount of sugar, if you think about soda and the disgusting uh, amount of sugar in that and how people get so addicted to it. Um, I don't and, then, know. and then people get addicted to the sugar replacements too. Is the other right. the other issue? Because yeah. the reality is that we're addicted to like the feeling, the, like the endorphin rush that you get when you reward yourself, right? Right, right. So you chase that no matter how you can, whether that be through food or through smoking or through you know anything else, or yeah. Drinking. I mean, people want to feel rewarded for things exactly in life, and you find you know you have to find healthy ways to challenge that. Um, speaking of, of uh, cigarettes, though, something that we had a really great experience the other day. We were watching Tremors, which I'm uh, excited to see where movie. this is going to go. What yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> speaking of cigarettes. Did you try his first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his first pack. Yeah. Um, we were watching Tremors, which is a great movie. Yeah. The other day with Jude. I haven't and, seen that in a while. Um, and it starts with them smoking. Uh-huh. And, and Jude was like, I can see he was like kind of puzzled. And then he's like, Daddy, what? what is that? And the I was tremor? Like, oh my! Oh, no, the, the cigarette! Oh my god! I was god. like, oh, he doesn't know what that is because he never sees How it. How awesome is that? I know. It's like so happy. It, How in did a you very explain deep it? Way. I, w- I said that um, it's something that a death stick is really. B- <laughs> no, I tried to make it like not preachy. You know, yeah, that was just I was Star like, Wars it's something that reference there. Right. I was like, it's something that um, it's sort of like if you eat all the junk food you have, you know, very quickly, it's really bad for you. And some people. You know, can't stop doing it, mm. um, but it's it's like a bad it's a bad habit that some people have that um, you know. Luckily, none of us have to deal with, which, yeah. is, which is really great that he's not that he doesn't see it, right? And because of that, he just has no idea people do it. And it's amazing, even just walking around, you know, in Boston, yeah, going back and forth on the train, like it's really you don't see like anybody smoking anymore. It's and when you do, so it's like fewer people, you know, somebody who's in, obviously a pretty difficult situation, like they're homeless or something, and right? Like, right, you know. But the sort of average, like. Like it's shocking if you if you see somebody smoking. They'll, they will public. be judged harshly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like we need to get to a place like that with sugar if we're going to move on as a society. I think so. We need to stigmatize yeah. it somehow. And and the reality is is that like you know like I have in the past totally come off of sugar before to just you know for personal health reasons just mm-hmm. to sort of like reset myself at the beginning of the year because you're off stuff. the fucking wall. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> no, because it's good to reset your your barometer. Yeah, you know definitely. What I mean? To be like and and, and also because it gives you a, a, an idea to like a chance to actually see what you're putting into your body. Because when you stop doing it, you know you you get a chance to be like, oh, like I would be normally having a snack right now. Right. You know, that's that the thing. It's be being aware of what bad. you're eating is like the first step to any of this. I mean, it's exactly. like anything else we've ever talked about on this show. It's the awareness piece. <laughs> yeah, it's you know? being aware. But it's crazy how sick I get if I take sugar out of my diet for yeah. like a couple of days. Like yeah. I really genuinely don't feel good. Um, it's not like I'm like, you know, sweating and dying, but it's like, <laughs> but it's not really like I get kind of anxious. Like I feel very tired. Yeah. Like, it's really tough. It's like cutting caffeine. It's the same thing. It's, Absolutely. it's, it's a definite feeling of like I'm out of whack because I'm physiologically dependent on something yeah. without even realizing Your body it. is just like at an equilibrium of, you know, with so much sugar. And I just think our kids are kind of because of where society is set up, whether they're trying to or not kind of at the mercy of that right now. I think, thankfully, we're on a trend now of uh, going back to real food. Well, people, generally. I mean, families like you, like yours and mine are, but I think yeah. most of America doesn't have the resources or Well, the that's another huge piece of it. I that. mean, it's so expensive to eat healthy. It's so expensive. You know, meat is the other thing. We talked. We haven't talked about meat, but like we, we try to uh, now get a meat CSA thing where you get it delivered, and it's right, so right. much more expensive. No. But, you know, we feel like it's a better quality meat. The animals are being treated better. Not a huge deal for me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, you know, animals are animals. Um, <laughs> but but it's good. But it's good because it allows it. it, it, it for, if you pay more for it, it forces.
forces you to eat less of it. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So like we have a farmer's market that we do a lot. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do months, that too. And we walk, sure. we walk to it, which is a nice little part of it. It's you know, so and nice. We get there and, we, and there's a local like beef and farm And showing there. kids that like food isn't just, you don't just go to the grocery store and get whatever you want. Yeah, you right. know, we, I like, mean, we oh, still do do that, today. sure, but yeah. but it's like, but like today they brought you know eight different things. And yeah, like, these are like so. Let's see what we can make with these eight different things. You know, mm-hmm. um, and there's like a local cattle farm that comes there, um, and they have like these cuts of beef that are they actually way cut the, more expensive. The cow right there, yeah, in it's front alive of and they chop yeah. it up, yeah, which is interesting. Strange. I've always wanted oh. to see how that happens. Yeah, um, and they. <laughs> Can they, you imagine? They don't do that. I should be clear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so you buy these cuts of meat that are much more expensive, but it becomes an event. And right. instead of having meat every night of the week, which uh-huh. to be totally honest, we, we have meat probably most of the nights, usually chicken. Oh, we definitely we have do. have way too much of that. Oh, yeah. I know. We do, too. And that's another thing that I, yeah, I'd have a hard time giving it up, which I know is, so the I talk about, you know, becoming addicted in various ways, and the sugar piece is one I've concentrated on. But, I mean, yeah, meat is like another really big one that- yeah. I'm not sure. I'm I'm definitely not ready to give it up. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, I would love to be vegetarian. And, yeah. and I just from an animal perspective, but also from like just a personal health perspective. And also because there's a lot of great vegetarian meals out there and it would be fun, a fun challenge. I would to live try. a miserable existence. I don't if know I if were, I could do it. I that, would miss it so And I feel terrible saying much. that. I feel like so irresponsible about yeah. that. But I also know coming back to the, you know, live to eat thing, I would just be an That's unhappy it. person. That's it because well because <laughs> and that's part probably of your, not a healthy relationship with food, but. but because part of who you are is is wrapped up in your relationship with meat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually well, it's something that's brought a lot of joy to your life. But totally. it's also something that if you were to negate it, would be a void that you would have to find other things to fill. You know. Yeah. And heroin and, or something. Yeah, awful. Some, some that's hard why drugs. I'm not giving it up. Yeah. But that's the thing is that you know before we realize that we've created these these needs for rewards in our lives, and I feel like with children. Um, trying to circumvent that early on is is really important, which is part of why I try not to incentivize things yes, too much. I, I'm, that's I'm the not other like, thing we try to avoid. Yeah, not like, like you'll you know, have if dessert you have if you bite, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. It's more like no, like you. This is so you can play harder tomorrow than you did today. Play so harder. You have, <laughs> play hard. You hit the field. Eat hard. Play hard. <laughs> Yolo, because I want I want the, our kids to feel like eating is not just like a quick way to get. A reward for it, like eating is part of life. Like you right. should eat consistently and conscientiously. conscientiously. It is life sustaining, right? It. I mean, it's it's amazing. And the other piece of it that we didn't talk much about, but I wanted to mention, is cooking. Yeah, um, because oh, yeah, there, there again, there that also I think brings home the point that um, there's a process that goes into creating the food that we eat. And I don't know. I lately, like, it's one of those things where I. So I've always loved cooking. Just like I find it comforting. Yeah. Um. And you know, I grew up with my mom always cooking. So like, there's lots of good memories there. But I knew that you know, doing it with a kid, especially a really young one, <laughs> is a pain in the ass. It's so hard. Um. You know, so it's a pain if you have them in the other room and you have to like half pay attention. It's also a pain if you try to get them involved. Mm-hmm. Um. But I found recently I I tried it. You know, we made like muffins or something. And when I stopped and really like thought about it more, how magical is that process where you're taking raw ingredients that look nothing like what it's going to produce, you know, and you mix it all together. And like a half hour later, we had these amazing muffins. Right. That you can eat and enjoy. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, what a cool thing to be able to do with a kid and, and magical really cool. thing, you know. Yeah. So it's another one of those things where, yeah, it's like a pain in the ass. You know, there was a mess after we had to clean up. And it would be great if I could teach Grace how to clean all the dishes after. That would really help. <laughs> <laughs> Without dying. Right. That's Because Jude always wants to like, which is really sweet. He wants to like help me after we eat. Kids love dishes. cleaning, right? Yeah. In theory anyway. But I'm like, this would, like if he dropped any of this stuff, like, it would just like, I, in my head I'm thinking he would be decapitated. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> 
It's like so dangerous. It's always the worst case scenario. He's got like the butcher knife and he dropped it on his head. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, Somehow why, he dropped it on his head. with an axe? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Why did it go in the air? <laughs> I, I think we should have another show on cooking because it's something that I, I think we probably have both had a lot of experience yeah, with, yeah. with the kids. Definitely. And also like it would be great to solicit some feedback from some of you listening to this about um, you know, what are some things that are fun to cook with kids? What are some things that aren't? Like Micah is a very big baker. She loves baking. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I know the kids are always involved in and it's a little bit easier. Whereas like when I'm making my, you know, like my dosas or something like that, or, or like when we're doing, um, like uh, like an on- like I like to make onion bhaji a lot, which is like an oh, Indian I don't know street what food. And okay. it's like a it, it's just basically vegetables, uh, onion primarily in a chickpea batter that you just fry in a wok. Wow, so it's a pretty quick thing to make and they're yeah. pretty healthy actually. And um, for fried food, surprisingly, yeah, and uh, and that's something that in the past, like Jude has really wanted to help with, and it's like just so disgusting because it's like you know <laughs> everything gets stuck to his hands because they're like covered in this batter, Ugh, and then it's like yeah, it's like deadly because there's like eggs involved. You know, You're right. Just... Cooking generally is a lot harder than baking for it to, to yeah. involve kids. Well, because there's also exposed heat sources. And I think that's and knives and yeah. knives. Yeah, yeah. When you think that about how dangerous cooking, I mean, like there's a reason why most deaths in the home happen in the kitchen. You know, like there's a lot going on in the kitchen. <laughs> But we'll have a separate cooking show, I think, at some point. And also, we could gardening. Be cooking, we could do a live cooking show. We should do a live, yeah. but in the studio. In the studio. In our office. There are no cooking appliances. We can just or, pretend. But we can just pretend. Yeah, you know. I like the idea of it. And um, gardening also, is another one. Yeah. I know we wanted to talk. We're out of time, but we wanted to talk about that. So let's let's discuss that at a later um, Food point. Food will continue. Yeah, we'll keep eating. I'm hungry right now. Keep trucking. I'm, yeah. I'm still really full from that <laughs> freaking Indian food that I just <laughs> Wolfing it down. down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to go. All right. Well, let us sleep. know. What you enjoy, and uh, set us up for some good cooking and gardening talk. Yeah! Share it on our Facebook page, Just Winging It Podcast. Eat up, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>